Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. And my name is Danielle McCartan, hanging with you for two more hours. Coming on during and after this absolute Jets disaster in Cleveland. Again, the team looks unprepared. Um, it, it's just another no-show performance from the Jets, and especially from the coaching staff uh, on national TV. Yet again, on national television, on Amazon Prime. And yet, the owner... Gives everybody a vote of confidence. They will be back next season. And uh, we've been hammering Robert Sala all night here, and deservedly so, because all the guy does, he he looks like a statue on the freaking sidelines. And and, and one of the beat reporters, I don't recognize the voice, so I apologize. One of the beat reporters asked him basically about, you know, I don't know, his his ability to... uh, you know, communicate with his players from the field. If he was angry about what transpired in Cleveland, watching Cleveland celebrate a playoff berth, here's was his snarky-ass remark. Go ahead. Do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? Uh, whatever you want to do. Do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? No. Do I want you to throw the podium on the floor? No, I want you to coach the team. I want you to to come with a, a game plan for this team to make this team look like they are prepared to play an NFL football game. The Jets are the most penalized team in the entire National Football League. Where does that emanate from? That, you know what that tells me? That tells me, model I always go back to with my players, you practice how you play. You practice how you play. That tells me the practices are not tough enough. He is not tough enough on these players. There's a difference between player-coach relationship and coach wanting to be among the players relationship. I don't think there's a, a strong enough distinction in Florham Park. I think Robert Sala wants to be liked. You know, it goes back to Machiavelli. Would you rather be, you know, feared uh, or, or loved? And I know I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm not getting the quote directly, but would you rather be feared or loved? To me, as a leader of men, I'd almost rather be feared. To be loved is what you're looking at with Robert Sala. He's like a uh, he's like a an equal to these guys almost. And he was asked, by the way, after the game about being the most penalized team in the entire NFL. You know what he said? This is, this is a quote. He goes, "I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out." Yeah, that's right. You do have to figure it out. And you know what? I'll tell you how how you figure it out. And it's too late now. You got to tighten up these practices. This is a shame because look at the just look at the talent on this Jets team. It's one of it's one of the most talented rosters in, in recent memory. And look at this record. Look what they're playing for. Big old nothing. It all circles back to coaching. And yet, and yet, according to the owner, everybody's safe. Everybody is safe, which is amazing. <laughs> there are no words. It is just amazing. 877-337-6666. Uh, Mason, in Plainview. Plain view. You're up on the fam. 
Hey, Danielle, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Happy thanks for making holidays. it. You too, thank you. Um, I 110% agree with you. I, I called in maybe a couple of weeks ago and I spoke with Richard Neer and it was the same issue that Robert Sala needs to go. There needs to be a change. You cannot be buddy-buddy with these players. Yep. There has to be discipline. The proof is in the pudding. Yep. You cannot be the most penalized team in the NFL, and that all starts from the top, stops from, starts also from sloppy practices that carries on. That's right. And, and it comes to fruition in the field. Yep. Um, you listen, I have, a 14, I have 14-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, my wife is from Philly. When my son was born, I said, you cannot fall in love with this team. Love mommy's team because they <laughs> would just break your heart. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? Did he listen? He listened. Hey, at least he got a championship <laughs> uh, with the Eagles. But uh, it's unfortunate, and I'm tired. There needs to be a change. And once again, I think you, you, you drew out a wonderful point. He is the ultimate pom-pom uh, cheerleader on the side. I listen. That's great, but you got to coach. Yep. When there's, you know, you're not coming through, or you're not putting a product. You're you're penalized. You got to pull. You got to pull them over. Right. Uh, I'm in education, and whenever I see something that goes awry, I pull the person over and say, "Hey, this is what we need to do. Let's mm-hmm. go about it X, Y, and Z." Yes. And then that promotes change for the next time they may do something. You know, hopefully it's it's a corrective action, right? Uh, however, I don't see that. Hopefully, there's a change at the helm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers uh, controls a lot, and it seems like, like you said, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, these guys are feared. You know if you do not carry or execute the plan, you will not be playing the following week. Yeah, you're out of there. That's right. Well, have a happy and blessed 2024, and uh, hope to talk soon. Thanks, Mason. I appreciate that. Uh, yes, and I hope to talk to you soon. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Robert Sala, he, he, he's, he's, he's a player's coach, and that's it. And, and you're right. And I'm in education, too. I'm off this week, which is why I'm here. Um, but I don't see any of that going on. I don't see the head coach. And that's a great point by you. I don't see the head coach taking Mekhi Becht into the sideline and saying, bro, like, you know, this is what you need to do. I mean, how many false starts did Mekhi Becton have tonight? I saw, and I'm and I'm doing a live radio show. And so, I, you know, once I, I started at 10 p.m., I wasn't watching it as closely as I normally do. But I saw two sitting right here in this chair, two, and then one of them. I don't know what planet Mekhi Becton was on. So, as the head coach, unfold your freaking crossed arms in front of your chest. Have a little life to you. Have a little teaching to you, walk over to the player as he's walking off the field and then you put your arm around him and you say, hey, I got you, but I need to see X, Y, and Z from you. Robert Sala has, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's ever done it. And for a guy that doesn't call plays on defense and a guy that doesn't call plays on offense, what is his role? Why can't he do that? This is, it's an abomination. And Woody Johnson, you better wake up, man. You better get a clue, man. Because this coaching staff, with, I don't care if you have Tom Brady on this roster. He's going nowhere with this coaching staff. Nowhere. Robert Sala included. He's the, I, I would argue, he's worse than Nate Hackett. Well, maybe not that far. But they're both terrible, and they're both going to be back. What is his, what do you, here's a question. 
and call me up. Call Nick up. 877-337-6666. What do you see Robert Sala doing on the sidelines? I see him with arms folded. I see him scoreboard watching. I see him jumping up on Christmas Eve, jumping up to celebrate a touchdown when nobody else on on the sideline was. With his arms in the air, physically jumping in the air to celebrate a touchdown. I see him chewing gum with his mouth wide open. Those are all the observations I've made in just the past two weeks when I've really been keyed in on this. I see him clapping. Yeah, clap. Robert Sala, go buy a ticket and sit in the stands to do that crap. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm done. I'm tired of seeing it. We go to Michael in Lake Mary, Florida. What's going on, Michael? Hey, Danielle, how's it going? Man, I, I'm you know, all worked up tonight. Uh, listen, you know, I want to say, you know, you know what's the most frustrating part about the whole thing, the whole pic, the whole painted picture of this thing? The whole conference is down this year. This is the chance yeah. the Jets could have really did something, right? Yep. The Chiefs, the Chiefs look like they're ready to implode. Yep. They're, they're definitely not on their game. And the Jets the beat Bengals, the Chiefs, no, no, with, with right. freaking Zach Wilson is the quarterback. That's right. That's right. Um, Joey Burrow's out for the season, so the Bengals aren't the same team there. Yep. Yep. The Bills have been inconsistent. Yep. The and the Jets beat them too with Zach Wilson. That's right. And the the Dolphins have been inconsistent. Granted, they just beat Dallas, but they've been inconsistent this year. Baltimore's starting to rise up now. But the point is, is that if they had planned this this a little bit better to have a, a backup plan, just in you know. Because, you know, somebody could get hurt. Like, oh, look what happened to Rogers. He gets hurt. Now, you put all your eggs in one basket, and now the whole thing implodes on you. And it's just so frustrating. It's like, this is a chance they could have – all the things were pointing for them to be a, a good playoff team this year, and it just didn't happen. Just so frustrating. It's awful is what it is. It, 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 I feel uh, – I almost feel worse now than I did when I saw Aaron Rodgers getting carted off that field. Yeah. Because, and, you know, when you be- see Salad – Oh, go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was say, when you're saying Salah doing all the clapping, you know what he reminds me of? When Jason Garrett was the Cowboys oh, coach. Oh. The, same. <laughs> the great clapper Garrett. Clap on, that clap great? off. Uh, I just I just think that he, you know, with Rogers coming here, you just, he just like, they were just relying on that so much that there's like no plan to do anything because I said like oh now we're screwed we don't have him anymore this year yeah, we'll just wait till next year season's over let's just this is punt we'll wait till next year he'll be back next oh. year please I know anyway all right Danielle have a great night I'll talk to you on Saturday okay all right we'll talk to you on Saturday Michael thank you you know and and, and I, what game was it I was watching it with my dad I can't remember the game I don't have a photographic memory like that but we were watching the game together on TV and. When, it's when we were first kind of turned on to this this notion of what does Robert Tella actually do on the sideline. And I, I, I kid you not, there was a play where it was like fourth down and, and whoever the quarterback was got sacked, drivers over. The very next commercial was a commercial of Robert Sala. I think it was teeth whitening or cavity protection. Funny you talk about protection for your teeth when you can't protect your quarterback. And that's not on him, I guess not. In a small way, I guess it is. It's more on the construction of the offensive line, which I understand they use, what, 12 or 13 different combinations, starting combinations this season. I get it. But I, I just, Mr. Clapper, Mr. Clapper, the Robert Sala, Mr. Cheerleader. What? That's a legitimate question. Call me up. What do you see him doing on the sideline that, that either, 
helps the team? That, like, that's what I really want to know. What does he do on the sidelines to help his team succeed? I have never seen it. I have not seen it. Let's go to Jim in Danbury, Connecticut. What's going on, Jim? Hey, Jim. Hey, Danielle. How you doing? Yeah, what's going on? Not much. Number one, you're you're 100% right. Stella should be fired, but here's the problem. Rodgers is the GM. I don't know if you agree or not. He's the GM. He's not going anywhere. They are hamstrung by Rodgers. That's the problem. Any other team would have fired him weeks ago. The only thing I can think of, and what I talked about weeks ago, is that he'll, and before Woody Johnson said it, I said, I'm telling you right now, they're going to run it back with this coaching staff. Yes, A, 1A, because of Aaron Rodgers being, you know, GM in chief over there. And B, because Robert Sala provides just, I use the word continuity from, from this year to next year. And guess what Woody Johnson, what word he used when he said it? He used the word continuity. If you're just keeping a coach for continuity's sake, you're doing it all wrong. And you're right, and, and I will say, I'm not even going to mention his name, but number 77, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, Mekhi Beckton, big bust Beckton. He, he yeah. could have been called for a flag on every play of this game, yet he walks off the field and is told nothing from the coaching staff. Nothing. 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 And, 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 and that's why it's, it's not – Sal is horrible. They're all horrible. But they are hamstrung by Rodgers who owns this team for the next year or two. And guess what? And you know this, they are going nowhere next year with who he wants to bring back. So they, they can all look forward to Rodgers coming back next year and the year after and hoping he's the Brady. And, and, and I'll admit, I'm a Patriot fan, and, and hoping they, he plays till he's 44, 45. They are going nowhere with Rodgers and this coaching staff, and the players that Rodgers has brought in. Amazing. And, and guess what? Devontae Adams is coming, and it's $25 million cap hit next year. He's coming. I, I 100% agree. And when he doesn't get his 20 targets a game, he's going to complain, and you're going to have a problem with him. Yep. Him, Lazard, Cobb. I mean, it's like, uh, come on, man. Uh, you know, uh, that, that guy is no, I don't want, I don't want any part of him. On this team, draft the wide receiver, draft the offensive lineman. You want to look for another guy? Mike Evans is your guy. Michael Pittman is your guy, not Devontae Adams. I hope that there's a conversation that occurs, you know, between now and the draft where it it is like, hey, Rodgers, you got to take a step back. Let me run the team. The the Jets are not going to succeed without that conversation. And I. I love you, Danielle. Like, you know it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. That, that's the problem. Yeah, and, and I'm a Patriot fan. I just, I just watched the game with a buddy of mine who's a, who's a Jets fan tonight and a, who was sickened by what happened tonight. Yep. Like I said, I won't even mention his name, number 77. You know who it is. Awful. Uh, yeah, I, he, he's not even worth saying on the radio. He, he either doesn't want to play or can't play. Mm-hmm. They could have called a penalty on him every single play of the game. Yet the coaching staff said absolutely nothing to him. But yet again, he gets a vote of confidence from Rodgers. Salah does. Everybody does who is a failure in this, in this, the whole organization. Everybody that's a failure gets a pass from Rodgers. Yep. 
He's a and, he's the ultimate uh, band-aid. And Jim, thanks for the call. Aaron Rodgers, like I said in the little video posted to social media at Coach M C C A R T A N. Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate band-aid, the ultimate bandage. The you know what? I don't even want to call it that. Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate tourniquet for this team. That's what he is. He's the ultimate tourniquet because without him, this this organization would bleed out. And why? And I'm I'm trying to figure out. Why he would want Robert Sala back. I, I could see why he would want Hackett back, you know, the MVPs, back-to-back years. I, I could see why he'd advocate for Hackett. But why would he advocate for, for, for Sala? Although I, although I did witness in the, the hard knocks that, that Robert Sala was, in fact, his, his number one cheerleader. So, so maybe that's why. We go to Chris in Bethpage, New York. What's going on, Chris? Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm a little fired up about this Jets team. How are you? You and me both. Um, I I think he shouldn't have been gone in the midpoint of the season, truthfully, and they need to find a better head coach. Yeah, and uh, it's not going to happen, though, because you got Aaron Rodgers calling the shots. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, but I don't get that. So what relationship does Aaron Rodgers have with him? Yeah, that that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of there, Chris. I, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. Why would he want Robert Sala back? He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call... I mean, I'm trying to think of... He doesn't call the plays, okay. Um... I, I don't understand why that, that would be uh, on the want list, on the wish list of Aaron Rodgers to have that head coach back. I could see Hackett. I don't understand the head coach. And um, maybe you might have missed it because I, I certainly did sitting here doing the show. Joe Flacco was caught by cameras dozing off on the sidelines tonight. Yep, he was asked about it after the game. I'm not making this up. The NFL's official Twitter account posted a, a video of of Flacco closing his eyes on the sidelines. We'll talk about that and his response back to that next here on The Fan. The Fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to WFAN Radio. Tuesday before the break... Uh, there's a video on on the NFL's official Twitter account, and and I'm gonna give you a quick play by play of it because the cam- cameras captured Joe Flacco on the sidelines, and and the caption they wrote is when you throw for 300 plus yards in four straight games and it's past your bedtime. There's Joe Flacco with his arms sitting on the bench with his arms folded, white uniform of course, as you know. He's dozing off. His eyes are closing. He's looking down. Like when you're on the airplane, your, your face kind of goes down. That's what it looks like. He's ru- Then he takes his, his, his left hand and he, he puts his hand over his eyes and he starts rubbing his eyes like he's tired. 
goes down his throat, and then he picks, you know, he puts his hand down, and his eyes are still closed, and he's sitting there with his arms folded, with his eyes closed on the bench in this game. He's not. He is so relaxed. The Jets' defense. They weren't giving him any. They weren't stressing him out at all tonight. At all. And, and Mike Garofolo, or in Italian you say Garofolo, from the NFL Network, he was he was on the field doing interviews after the game. And he asked him about it. Good for him. He asked him about it. Here's what Joe Flacco had to say. Tonight. I don't know about that. I, I, I can't believe that. I'm sure my eyes, who knows. Uh, but was it in the second half? I mean, I think we, so. we, we weren't doing much, and uh, credit to our defense. For, yeah, 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 yeah. credit to the battle. defense. He was absolutely sleeping on the sidelines. Oh, if that's not an indictment on this Jets team and their level of preparedness for a guy who literally up and off of his couch to play this game, I don't know what is. 877-337-6666, your reaction to the beatdown in Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns clinching a playoff spot. Um, you know, in the faces of the New York Jets. Unbelievable. Having started the same amount of quarterbacks, four, as the Jets did this season. We go to Howell, New Jersey. Keith's on the fan. What's up, Keith? Good morning. How are you? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> my, uh, heart, my heart rate monitor keeps going off, so there's that. Well, okay, let's look into that. Let's make sure that doesn't go down too low there. That'd be very dangerous. Too low? You mean too high? This is I'm sweating in here. This is ridiculous. Well, it could be a bradycardia monitor. I, I didn't know. I don't know Uh-oh. what etiology is. So that's, uh, that's, that's okay. It's just my Apple Watch. But it's all right. What's going on? Okay, good. Well, you know, everybody got the, the news that Sala was coming back, and everybody's coming back. And if Hackett's coming back, you know, what gets me is, is you're down two scores with less than two minutes to go. You can't take a shot at the end zone? None. Just can't none. Take- Yep. Can't take a can't take a flyer out to the end zone. Yep. That's what broke my heart. And tonight, did you see where it was the first time in NFL history where yes. teams combined for fifty points and no touchdowns in the second half? And Hackett is the thirtieth rated offensive coordinator in football. Yep. Is he a better head do you think and I'll hang up and listen, would he all of a sudden make a better head coach than an O. C.? We have a really great show. Have a great night. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate that really much. Uh, really much. <laughs> uh, very much. Uh, would he be a head coach? No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe the guy's got a future as him. Uh, you know, positional coach. I don't think you promote him to head coach at all. But I see what you're getting at because he clearly can't call a good game plan. And uh, I, I know where you're going with that. How do you not target Garrett Wilson in the two minute drill? In in the in the three minute drill? In, in a way. You don't target Garrett Wilson. You hit the, the, the check down in the middle of the field every single time. That's what the defense is giving you. You don't get in that headset and say, dude, stop doing that. Here's the play. Hit, hit the out. Come on. I, I understand what you're saying. To get him out of play calling duty, give him a head coach job. No, I don't want to see that. Hell no, I don't want to see that. The only reason that I, I can even give him a, a, the, the slightest of a pass to be back next season in the capacity that he is is because he won Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers won with him two back-to-back MVPs not that long ago. That's the only, the only glimmer of hope, or else I would have axed Hackett weeks ago. Now, Salah, on the other hand, what benefit does he bring to this team? Seriously, that's an actual question. What does he do for this team, other than stand there and clap like a fan, I mean, pe- people are tweeting me at Coach MCCAR 
T-A-N, and, and they're saying some great stuff. I mean, here, let me go back to my profile here, and you can always call me, uh, 877-337-6666. Anthony uh, on Twitter says, as, as a smart man once said, you are what your record says you are, and we all know who that smart man is. He says, I don't want to hear about the quarterback, the stupid mistakes over and over, the penalties. And this is me adding this now. By the way, the Jets lead the league in penalties. Where does that emanate from? I'll tell you, poor practicing. Anyway, back to the tweet. He says, and bad assistant coaches. And and Salah got a vote of confidence from the owner. What a joke. Enough is enough. Eric Schnipper on Twitter, Dr. Schnipp, at Dr. Schnipp, he's also pissed off. He said, Robert Salah is the worst coach in the NFL. And if not for Rich Kotite and Adam Gase, he might be the worst coach in Jets history. Well, and if someone else responded back to that and said, well, he's in the conversation. Now, Robert Sala, as, as, as head coach of the New York Jets, has a, you, you are what, you say, what your record says you are, correct? Robert Sala as head coach of the New York Jets. Well, now let's change this because they didn't update it yet. He's 17 and 33. 17 and 33. How does that deserve, uh, you know, a, a vote of confidence? Uh, hey, like, hey, dude, you'll be back. It's okay. We we believe in you. I don't believe in that. That's a winning percentage of every time. How about this? Think about it this way: when Rob, uh, when a Robert Sala head coach team takes the field, they win the game just thirty four percent of the time. I don't know how you can justify bringing a guy like that. And that's not a one-year sample. That's not a two-year sample. That is a solid three-year sample size. You win 34% of the time your team takes the field. Your offenses are annually ranked in last or near last in every major statistical category. It is an abomination for this. Clu- now, now, Woody Johnson, you are demonstrating to me that you are clueless. Have you even bothered to watch a game this year? You know, they show Robert Kraft often in the stands. The cameras capture him often. When do they ever show Woody Johnson at a game? Ever. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't. I don't know the last time I ever saw Woody Johnson at a game. I, I remember what I popped into my head just now is, is is Christopher Johnson. You got Christopher Johnson, you know, telling fans that that like like admitting that that they were basically a failure. How many? What year? What year was that? Someone captured it on video that made national news. I I. I I don't know, man. This is just a bigger disaster than anybody could have ever imagined this team having entering into this season. It's just a complete, utter catastrophe. An absolute catastrophe. <laughs> and, and to boot, the, the, the lasting image of, of, of this of this game, for me, is going to be Joe Flacco with his eyes closed, dozing off on the sideline on the bench. That's it. Kevin Rivera on Twitter says this game was disgusting. Yep. 
Robert Sala, again, after the game, was asked why he's not angrier, more passionate about his team getting another beatdown on national TV. And he responded very snarkily, to use a word from Laurie Rubinson, do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? Do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? <laughs> oh, it's just the misery. It's just misery every single, in different ways. In, in, in different ways. The misery started 75 seconds into the season. You know, it's been in years past where they've lost on the last play of the, the, the game in the AFC championship game, and that's a different form of misery. It's just every which way this team... You know, it, it just disappoints you in every which way. I don't know what to tell you. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. I'm Danielle McCartan. And, and, and with all of this said, at the season-end press conference, what I need to hear from this disconnected owner, Woody Johnson, understanding that he's already committed to running this coaching staff back for next season. Yeah, that's up next right here on The Fan. What a happy song for such a miserable time from the New York Jets and the, this show tonight. I mean, I'd rather do a happy show, but unfortunately, Robert Sala and the clueless owner are preventing me from doing so. 17 and 33, which is a 34% win percentage is Robert Sala's record as head coach in the New York Jets. Got a vote of confidence with three games left in the season. That, according to Michael Daly, is the real problem. That's on Twitter. I mean, on Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. He said that's the real problem. It starts with the clueless owner. Penalties, turnovers, broken tackles, dropped INTs, and the Browns are f- five for six on third down. Well, that's for co- that is me now. That That's coaching. But I agree with you that Woody Johnson... Where is he? Where has he been? Where is he? Why is he giving votes of confidence that 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 many games to go in the season? J-E-T-S, just end the season. There's one more to get through. We go back to the phones at 877-337-6666. Rami Lavi has taken over for Nick Diodoru. Uh, Nick, great work tonight trying to get that uh, stream back on. He was on the phone with engineers all night. And uh, Rami, hello. How are you? It's uh, It's been a crazy night so far. Super fun. I love this. This is my favorite. As a Jets fan, host the Jets podcast, it's uh, always fun oh. when games... I, I, you know what I tweeted out tonight? It's actually interesting. I said, just when you think you were emotionally removed and you thought that you they couldn't hurt you anymore this year, they yep. find a way to frustrate you. Even when I was... I removed myself. I wasn't invested anymore. Yep. Like I separated. I was like, okay, it's a lost season. Get over it. And they still find a way to frustrate you. So, really fun. Yep. Welcome to Jetsland. <laughs> Take flight, huh? 877-337-6666. Uh, the other one was Jet Up. Yeah, some good ones. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Woodbridge. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, good evening. How you doing today? Ah, doing all right. How are except, you? Except for uh, a racing heart with all this jet drama, right? This is uh, yeah, jet drama. That, that has some pretty good alliteration to it. Well, I only have a couple of things, but, you know, when, uh, when the Jets got a... Uh, when the Jets got Rodgers, I walked around and shook every Jet fan's hand because uh, I'm yep. a lifelong Bears fan. And having him leave the, our conference and, you know, our division and our conference was like a, was like a, uh, like Christmas <laughs> for yeah. me, you yeah. know. 
Um, that's like Brady. That's dr- like Brady leaving the AFC East. I get it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And and um, you know, when I, I heard you earlier, you know, talking about the possibility of Devontae Adams coming. Yeah. You know, do the do the Jets have the room to sign him? Because don't forget, like you know. Yeah, Rogers is the guy. Rogers is the reason why Adams left uh, Green Bay because he was so unwilling to restructure his contract. Uh-huh. He's his best friend, per se. Um, you know, do you think Adams would actually come to the Jets? I, I hope not, honestly. And as I look right now, uh, as it stands right now, the Jets would have in, going into next year the twentieth best cap situation with fifteen and a half million dollars to spend. Yeah, I see. hope that money is not allocated to Devontae Adams. Yeah, without no doubt, and they and they really need the Jets. Really need I I, I kind of piggybacking off what you said earlier, like the draft. They really just need to go out and start building young. Like get like all the relics they brought in, they got to get rid of. Like, especially out, you know, it's all Rogers puppets from his glory days in Green Bay. Yep. And and the one thing I want to I don't want to discredit the whole MVP. You know, him being a two time MVP, mm-hmm. he had some really crazy seasons. But at the end of the day, those MVPs aren't Super Bowls. And not for nothing, he's got the same amount of uh, NFC championships as Rex Grossman. Hmm. So, uh, um, uh, what's what's that? What's that get you? Yeah, right. Well, it, it gets you uh, a, a GM ship of the New York Jets, Jeff. That's what it is. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, bringing in Cobb, bringing in Lazard. See, the thing is, this strategy moving forward for this team. They've already made a deal with the devil and Aaron Rodgers. Whether you like the move or not, and I. Loved the move. I love Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. I hate Aaron Rodgers, the the de facto GM, right? So you already made the deal with the devil. You can't get cold feet now. You can't back it off now. You have to continue to go for it. The window is still open as long as this guy's still on the team. It is. It's still open. You need to package some picks together mortgage the future. I know this sounds radical. You need to mortgage the future and come away with Marvin Harrison Jr., the best wide receiver in the draft, quite possibly the best player in the draft, and either Joe Alt or the guy Fasanu Fashanu from Penn State as a, for an offensive line. Both of them, as far as I know, have not allowed a single sack this season. Yet, I got to watch on national television Makai Becton give up, when I checked it, when the graphic came up, 11 sacks. Leads the league, giving up 11 sacks on his own this season. Cut bait. I'm so glad the Jets didn't offer him a fifth-year deal. I'm so happy for that. See ya. Bye. You know what? Why don't you just sit the last game out, too? Why don't you take that last game off, too, while you're at it? Uh, Makai Becton. We go to Alex in Linden, New Jersey. What's going on, Alex? Hey, Danielle, you're in your bag tonight over the Jets, and I had to call. I've been in and out of Odyssey app trying to catch up, so I'm sorry if this is repetitive. That's okay. All right, cool. So, Robert Sala, look, I thought he was a great defensive mind. Some of your other hosts in the morning, after they beat the Giants, which was, you know, that win was ridiculous anyway, um, I heard some some talk of Sala being coach of the year, (laughs) and that's a host that just fills in. I'm not even going to say his name. It's not worth it. And it was it was just so ridiculous. Coach and of then the Rogers year. Starts, <laughs> Coach right. of the year. What Joe, what, what team right. is that Joe guy B, watching? Though. It was Joe B. Joe B was doing uh. on Saturdays. I promise you, there's a clip of him saying you have to consider this guy for Coach of the Year. When was this? It's How far into the season, Alex? This was the day after that they pulled the miracle off against the Giants. Um, 
And I'm a Giants fan, so I am salty. But I'm finally, you know what? Amazing. I'm done not saying anything about the Jets because Joe Benigno saw son in the parking lot. He's talking about Robert Salah can be coach of the year coach on that year. Saturday morning show he does. After beating the, the Giants. <laughs> the I Giants. I promise you he did. And <laughs> then Rogers starts talking about, why aren't you talking about the Giants being bad a couple weeks later? Remember that? He wanted to, like, deflect. Like, why are you talking about me when you know all he wants is people to talk about him? And now, I, I mean, I run a sports page. I've, I've talked to you about that in the past. And I put a post up. The Jets aren't that far ahead of the Giants for next year. And I got killed for it two months ago. I got killed for it. And, Coach, I mean, like, Coach, coach look at this. Robert Salah or Brian Dable? Who are you taking? Right? Uh, I'm taking you know, Dable. <laughs> Joe Douglas, I'll give you that over Joe Shane, but I'm not. I'm not ashamed of Joe Shane, right? Joe, um, Joe, they're both all right still in my book. They are. But, right, uh, but, but Doug, Joe Douglas took a huge hit when he wasn't on the phone 75 seconds into the season. I'll keep saying it. I can't wait right. for him to answer to that after the season's over. And then, I mean, these offensive lines both are terrible. So that's a push. They're both just terrible. And Aaron Rodgers is not saving the Jets. I've been saying this for two months. Oh, I got yeah. killed for it. Thank God people are finally waking up. And I made another post on my page like, who, you know what, here's your chance to redeem yourselves, all these Jets fans and all these people who think I'm just being a hater because I'm a Giants fan and we've been bad for a long time. The Jets are awful. The Bills and Dolphins are light years ahead of them. Next year, Aaron Rodgers is not saving this team, Danielle. No. And uh, I just had to call in and uh, hear what you had to say yeah. about that because I know you're already on that vibe. Mm-hmm. That, that was just crazy what Joe B said. Uh, yeah, that that's that. that's just complete and utter nonsense. That's fandom, is what that is. That's fandom, and that's being friends with the coach and 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 being afraid to put down the coach. That's what that is. That that it's simple case in point. That's what that is. Complete fandom. Not being able to look at the situation objectively. You beat the New York Giants, and you're calling for Robert Sala to be coach of the year. Are you kidding me? Last I checked, the Giants haven't won much of anything either. That's 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 a disgrace. First of all, but. Getting back to the main point here, Aaron Rodgers is, is is unable to save this team next year. You see him. The cameras pan to him every time there's a sack, every time there's a, a miscue with the offensive line. You you want to know? Let's, let's put a thought bubble to him right there. He's saying, what did I get myself into? So unless the Jets and Joe Douglas can 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 figure this out, okay, and redeem himself, for not going out there and getting that backup quarterback or not having a reliable backup on this roster to start the season, no, given Aaron Rodgers' age. Unless he goes out there in this draft and absolutely kills this draft, comes away, like I said, with a wide receiver two to Garrett Wilson's one and a, 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 an offensive lineman or two, like like good ones, not Mekhi Becton-type ones, like actually do the scouting, actually get in there. Read the scouting reports, and I know that they do, but they got to do a better job of it. Go get some guys in free agency to, to fill out that offensive line because this team is going next year only as far as that offensive line can take them. Think about it. Brees Hall. He's only rushed for 100 yards twice this season. It was in the first two two games of the season. Is that not coincidental that that's when Elijah Vera Tucker was still there? Is that not a coincidence? Come on. Twice, Brees Hall runs for 100 yards. That's it. That's that's disgraceful. Where does that emanate from? Well, it's not Brees Hall's fault. We'll put it that way. 
We go to Bobby in Matawan. What's going on, Bobby? Love the vibe, Danielle. You're all over it. Yeah, thank but, you. But, you know, the one thing I wanted to, well, two points. One thing I wanted to say is I'm a lifelong Jets fan. This team hasn't had a head coach since Bill Parcells that anybody could manage to touch the clock. Not Herm Edwards, yep. not Bowles, nobody. I've watched them time and again botch the simplest thing on, on, on the sideline. And yep. this guy's just a, a he's the end, end user of a long line of losers as far as coaching for the Jets. Mm -hmm. The second thing I wanted to say about Aaron Rodgers is $100 million. Why did nobody go after Lamar Jackson, who was dissatisfied with the Ravens? They could have gave him $250 million and wrapped him up for six to eight years. A guy that could actually play for that long. Aaron Rodgers is not the answer. He didn't have the answer in Green Bay. He was, he was at odds with Lazard. At the, when you watched him in his final season with them, he was pissed. When he was dropping passes to him back then. And he brought him over here for what? For what? And, and, and he's getting paid as, as the 28th highest wide receiver in the league annually, by the way. Insane. Yeah. And Cobb, to bring Cobb, to Cobb is, you know, the guys should be retired. Yeah. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he, he stepped in it to come here for $100 million and play three snaps. And who even knows if he's going to play next year? Mm -hmm. Why did nobody make a play for Lamar Jackson? I have no idea. Yeah. Explain that to me. That, uh, Bobby, I can't. I don't know. I can't. And, and getting back to the – thanks for the call there. And getting back to the clock management thing. Case in, tonight, uh, again, I'm doing a live show. I've got like a, a one eyeball maybe on the TV here, and I'm pointing to it with my hand as we speak. And I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. But clock management – you had, you had a fourth and six. You go for it on your own, whatever, 32, I think it was. Your own 32, you go for a fourth and six. Trevor Simeon panics, okay? Rolls out left, breaks for it. Now, it is very close to a first down. Was the knee down? Was it not? They ruled it short of the, of the down marker in that moment. With like six minutes to go in the game, you're down by two touchdowns. Why not throw the challenge flag in that scenario? Why not? It was close enough to do it. I mean, I, maybe I was looking at for something that maybe wasn't there, but it, it was it was close enough to do it. You give the referees another chance to take another look at it. What do you have to lose? You're down two scores, backed up into your own territory, about to turn it over on downs. They're really going to put the game on ice there, not that it wasn't already. Why not throw the flag? You st instead, the camera captured him on the sideline in his, st in his regular pose with his arms crossed, with, with his mouth you know, pursed shut, looking at the scoreboard. That's it. That was him. I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand. And yet, and yet, Robert Sala teams, who win 34% of the times they take the field, he's back. He will be back. Uh, forget the Lamar Jackson thing. Put it out for now. Think about all of the quarterbacks that were available. Guys that called the Jets. They called them up multiple times. To say, hey, uh, you know, just checking in. Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers went down, just, you know, checking in. Robert Sala was like, I mean, uh, Joe Douglas was like, nah, we're good. Yeah, no, we're good. We got, uh, we got that Tim Boyle. He's, he'll, he'll take over. We got Tim Boyle. Don't worry about it. Tim Boyle, who they cut. We got Zach Wilson. Don't worry about it. Zach Wilson will not be on this team next year. That is a fatal flaw. And as good as Joe Douglas has drafted, I point to the offensive and the defensive rookies in here last year. Garrett Wilson, in, in an astounding feat of accomplishment, astounding that that guy has, has reached 1,000 yards twice in the two years that he's been a Jet, in the two years that he's been a, a pro football wide receiver, he has reached 1,000 yards. That is astounding to me. That is a talent level that is that that uh, not surpasses, but but can't think of the word. Overcomes, overcomes the piss poor play of the quarterback position because I, I totaled up on, on my fingers before, and maybe I missed one or two, but I've counted at minimum eight or seven different quarterbacks that have thrown passes to Garrett Wilson in in his short career here in the NFL. Welcome back to The Fan on this miserable night here in New York City. I'm not sure if it's still raining outside, but if it is, I mean, the weather has matched uh, this Jets performance tonight. Miserable, awful, uh, and, and it's just opened up. Pandora's box of larger questions for this team. And, you know, I know the Jets have their eyes on, on running it back with this staff, but I'm not sure how it's possible, um, especially with that quarterback next season. Uh, but, it, you know, the 2025 Super Bowl will be in New Orleans. Uh, book your hotels for then, I guess. And uh, maybe in Santa Clara in 2026 if Rodgers is still around, because as long as he's here, I mean, the window is at least open. And, uh, you know, just in case you missed it, uh, 2027, the Super Bowl is going to be in uh, SoFi Stadium. Um, I don't know. The last time it was there, it was uh, the Rams won uh, when they beat the Bengals. Uh, it doesn't impress me much. I guess NFL Network is happy, though, because their headquarters, their studios, everything is right there in the parking lot pretty much. So uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, we could start, like, Brunelleschi, start building a dome for MetLife Stadium so we can host it again in 2028. Uh, so I've referenced Machiavelli tonight, Brunelleschi tonight, and – um I don't know. I, I guess it would be pretty cool to have it back here as a, a member of the media. Because when I was here last time, I was just a total fan. I went to Times Square, did the whole fan experience, the Super Bowl experience, whatever they called it. Um, so that was way before any of this started for me. But uh, that would be pretty cool not to be in the media landscape while this is going on. So anyway, 877-337-6666. We get back to reality, back to 2023. And uh, probably one of the most disappointing seasons in recent memory for the New York Jets. We go to Hackensack, New Jersey, Bergen County. Aaron, what's going on? Oh, hello. Thanks for having me on. Ah, thanks for making the call. I appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to piggyback off of the last person um, yeah. who brought up like the passing on Lamar Jackson thing. Mm-hmm. I think the media and I think us as fans quickly forget that Lamar was coming off of an injury, if I'm not mistaken. And a lot of people were scared about throwing the money at him because yeah. they didn't know how he was going to bounce back. Right. And so I don't think it's too much on Douglas' shoulders that he, you know, didn't want to go in on that boat. You know, I, I can understand why he didn't want to give him $250 million plus because mm-hmm. that was a pretty big concern in my opinion. Right. 
No, I'm with you on that. And I'm with you on that. And thanks for the call there, Aaron. And, and Rami, I know you were working in Baltimore at the time all of this was going down. So what was like the boots on the ground perspective of this Lamar Jackson situation? I mean, they had a playoff game last year and the questions in the pregame to John Harbaugh was what's Lamar? What's the Lamar situation? Why is he not here for the playoff game? Right? They played a playoff game in Cincinnati and Lamar didn't oh, travel yeah. with the team. I remember. So there was a lot of stuff going on with Lamar and the feeling that I got from people who were in the building and my coworkers there who were the NFL insiders there was that they were always going to re-sign Lamar. The Ravens were never going to give him up. So what they wanted to do, because Lamar didn't have an agent, they didn't want it to get messy with the negotiations, Correct. negotiating with him directly, yep. which can happen. So what the, instead, what they wanted to do was we give him the non-exclusive tag, which means for two draft picks, any team can negotiate with him, yep. but the Ravens were always going to have the right to match the contract. And the Ravens were always going to match the contract. They were hoping someone else would write the contract for them. I'm pretty sure Diana Rossini also reported this at the time. Yep. And... They were always going to let another team write the contract for them and then eventually just match the contract and sign Lamar and keep him anyway. So that's why, I don't know if you noticed, it's not just the Jets. No nobody. other team in the league. Nobody made, nobody. It, nobody made an offer. Two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson in his prime. I wonder why. It's because everyone knew they'd just be doing the Ravens a favor and no one wanted to do the Ravens that favor of just signing that contract for them yep. and then the Ravens were automatically going to match anyway. Everyone acts like, I saw it going around on social media this week also earlier. Nobody gave this guy a contract. Nobody offered to trade for this guy. He wasn't available. Yeah. Available, with air quotes. Yeah, it wasn't available. Right, yeah. For two first-round picks, you could have written a contract and hoped that maybe it was so outrageous that the Ravens weren't going to match it. Right, and and salary cap sport, it's never going to happen that way. The only way the Ravens wouldn't have matched, in my opinion, is if you gave him the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract, which is what Lamar was hoping for. What he was for, looking for. But he wasn't going to get that from anyone. Exactly. Nobody Especially with the injury. Full, yep. Nobody was giving him fully guaranteed money. Yeah. He got, at the time, I think it was the most guaranteed money, second to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And then I think Jalen Hurts jumped that and a couple others jumped that. Obviously, that's how, how it works. I think Burrow jumped it since as well. But the point is, nobody was going to give him a fully guaranteed contract and the Ravens were not going to let another team take him for any less than that. Yeah, and what bothered me was he he failed to show up for that game. He bailed on that team in the playoffs. I, that did it for me. I, I was mm. here that night, and I was like, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, again, just spending some time around him, working you know, working the press conferences, working the pre- and post-game show for the Ravens. He is as good a leader as I've seen from the quarterback position anywhere. Um, or as any athlete, and I, I, I don't. So I don't why know didn't he show ha- up? I don't know. I yeah. don't know See? what the answer is, but yeah. I, I can't believe that he bailed on his team just from the little bit that but I he did. Uh, he I wasn't there. It's true. Absent. Roll call. Lamar Jackson. Absent. Also, somebody called in to say, and I, I didn't hear you say this, but um, the, the, uh, the challenge flag that you mentioned yeah. with Salah, it on all t- change of possessions, they're automatically reviewed. That's how that works. So. Um, I was actually listening to that on the car ride on the way, and I was listening to Bob Wachusen call the. They call, reviewed it. Yes, I guess they must. So all okay. and, and Bob said they reviewed it and got it right. So all turnovers, all change of possessions. So maybe it was me. I just, didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I was listening to it on the radio, but yeah, maybe it was me just trying to hope for them to keep the drive alive because I had that parlay going. Yeah. So all right, well, you can't challenge that because automatically a change of possession. That's why previously, if you remember, with the twelve men on the field. Yeah, I that, saw that. So that was a review. Salah didn't challenge it there either. It was a turnover on downs, which is a change of possession. So I, I'm looking at it with one eyeball, and I thought they called it immediately on the field. Twelve men on the field. So that's no, my so, mistake. That yeah, is my they, mistake. They reviewed in, it and the then threw the this. flag 
on 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 the review. So okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. But that 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 see that you're filling in the pieces here because it's obviously there's no volume in here. It's it's hard to do this while watching. Yeah, it's funny. I wasn't know? watching the game, but hearing it on the radio, I guess they have to fill in those those Correct. blanks for you. So Correct. I got a clearer picture than yeah. I would have if I was sitting at home in a you know three score game with one eye on it, it's still eating dinner. You know, yeah, and doing a live radio or show. doing a radio show. And with Houston, he's great. Fantastic. He's really good. He's. I mean, I I, I was just talking to actually Kenny Albert about this this morning, and yeah. I said. If there's one guy who I want, if the Rangers go far in the playoffs this year, to call the Ranger games on the on on the on TV because it's either TNT or it's going to be on ESPN. Right. I want it to be with Shooter. Yeah, me too. He's he's really he's so good. Good. Yeah, yeah. And not to say that Bob Papa's not because Bob Papa is also great when he when he gives the uniforms and like from left to right on your on your radio. And I'm like that's pretty cool. I like that. I like the imagery there. Uh, we've got Ray in Hell's Kitchen on the phone. He he was at the game in Cleveland. Ray, are you are you driving back tonight? Hey, no, I'm actually I'm in the hotel. We are we're in the Hilton. We're like two blocks away from the stadium. Uh, we booked this a few months ago, thinking it was gonna be a a meaningful game. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't realize that actually the Jets were staying in our hotel. We bumped into them last night and this morning. Really? I'll be and I'll be honest with you. The players, there was no life, no excitement. Wow. Even with the fans that did bump into them, yeah. it was just it was like a dead situation. <laughs> but going to this game, I have to say one thing I do have to say: the Cleveland fans were great with us. They were so nice. Uh, we had a great time because we were about like basically two teams just suffering for many many years. So we had a good time with the fans. The fans were very they were very good with us. But the team tonight, when you watch the game, there was even one play where something happened and Sal was screaming at the Sutherland holding it. And even like the Cleveland fans were like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> what is your team doing? Like, and I'm laughing. I'm like, this is going to all year. And again, one, one of the Cleveland fans were like, yeah, this is like how my team's been for you. And they're like, why do they keep this guy? And we were just going back and forth. And I just. <laughs> Like watching, and I was thinking. I said, we booked this trip. We booked this trip four or five months ago. Yeah, we got course. tickets on a forty. We got tickets on a forty yard line down below. We got great deal. We paid one hundred thirty bucks. Nothing like New Jersey. Oh, of course, get robbed. Yep. And we got great seats, and we really enjoyed it. But it was just like thinking it was, but it it was it was just a really bad. Like the whole team did not show the, like the whole defense didn't show. And even I ran into a couple of players in the elevator. And I was like. Defensive game, we're going to win this game. And it was just like, they looked at me like I had three heads. And I'm what? like, well, I'm like, what? so basically, there's actually a casino a few blocks away. And I actually better against the Jets and won a few dollars. I get it for you. I had to feel it. And I'm a diehard Jet fan. Yeah. I go back to Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> because you're watching the Jets like, in the hotel dead on arrival. I, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can you can see it like he said, I I've gone back to O'Brien, and I was talking to a bunch of uh, Browns fans about the old days with Bernie Kosar '86 when we lost the game. Mark Gastel screwed up, and like I mean, players so we all, but we all get, they were actually good because they're like we. One thing I have to say, we can relate to each other about mm-hmm. bad years, yep. bad teams, yep. tons of coaches. But I'll be honest, it, it's time. And I don't. I wish our owner would tell the team Salah needs to go. Salah needs to go. Yep. Look off it. And even the Aaron Rodgers thing. I don't care anymore. Just end it. Clean up this freaking roster. It, it, it's it's not going to work. And I know everybody says the next year's going to. No, it's not because we got a lot of money. We're going to lose a couple good guys like Hoff and a couple players like 
It's not happening. And it's going to be like, here we go again. Same old Jets. Same old story. Like, it's sad. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though, Ryan? As a longtime Jets fan, I am sure you are full of, you know, character. Losing builds character. Exactly. Like, I got three daughters, and they all laugh at me. They're like, why do you do this every <laughs> Sunday? And, like, like, and then my answer to them is, listen, I'm a New York Ranger fan. 1940, 1994. Well, at least they're playing so well. Often. <laughs> so, like, uh, eventually we're going to get our day. But I just think with Salah, this coordinator, and the team is lost. You could see it. I'm watching that. Even though one play, when Jets finally got a turnover where they scored, yeah, I think it was I think it was Jermaine. Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he blown kisses to the Cleveland fans. I saw that. By like twenty <laughs> points. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then uh, we were so close. Yeah, I actually said a few words that I can't say to you right now on TV. <laughs> uh, like, are you that stupid? Like, what is going on with this team? I don't know, yeah. but I'll be honest. We, we had a great time in Cleveland. I'm we, glad. Did, uh, we did. We did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was going to ask. Did you hit that up? Good. <laughs> we hit. We hit that up today. We're there all day. Good. We're doing the football hall of fame tomorrow. Yes. We Good. hit a bunch of. We, yes. Yeah, we hit a bunch of restaurants on Sixth Street and Twenty Fifth Street. Good. It was great, and like I said, the fans. The fans have been great. I'm actually thinking about coming back for a Yankees Cleveland game now. Cleveland Indians game. You know what? <laughs> the Guardians now, Ray. Watch it. But but my dad. Oh, Guardians. I, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. My dad and I went. Was it last Labor Day? Or the, I can't. It's all blending together. I'm getting old, I guess. But we went. Out, we drove out there. We hit the uh, Cleveland Guardians game first. Uh, they were, I don't know who they were playing, but they weren't Mets or Yankees. It was just the week that that worked out for us. We went to that game first. Then we drove down south to the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then we hit the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates on the way home. So the the Football Hall of Fame was was really good. Really, probably my best okay. part of the trip. It was good. Worth it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I'm really looking forward. Like. We were in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, and one of the workers said, my, and my whole thing was with him. I said, oh, you got so many rappers here. We need more Rock Roll guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, girl yeah started, the, girl, the girl started laughing. He's like, you know, I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and Ray, thanks for the call there. I appreciate that. And thanks for checking in all the way from Cleveland uh, to, to the fan here. But I, I remember we, we, also, we also, it was pouring rain when we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, my dad also, like, we went, it was, it was kind of underwhelming, I'll be honest. It was underwhelming for the both of us. But I did love that they had a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff. That, I love that part. And then Bon Jovi, of course, was in there. And we, Jersey guy, hit, it, hit that exhibition up too. I like looking at like the outfits. That's interesting to me. I also like seeing um, the handwritten lyrics by, by Michael Jackson. Uh, Enter Sandman. It was like handwritten. I, uh, not Enter Sandman. By Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. It was Enter Sandman. Uh by Metallica, of course, but it was uh, something else. Michael Jackson. Oh, it was the. You know what it was? It was the the Thriller jacket, the red outfit, the leather that was there from him. So I like seeing like the the stuff, the things. You know what I mean? Like that's what I like. That Taylor Swift had all of her outfits and the, the cardigan and all that. So it was cool. Um, but I, I thought it was going to be. I don't know better, but yeah. So Cleveland's a pretty good. Cleveland rocks, right? But uh, Progressive Field's awesome. Progressive Field is, is a cool stadium. Like, you thought, like, Monument Park at Yankee Stadium was kind of cool? Like, this is, like, an actual, like, park with, like, trees in it. Like, that was cool. Down steps and everything. Anyway, uh, the Jets aren't leaving ha- Cleveland too happy. But it was, a, it was a fun time for my dad and I, and I'm glad you had a fun time, too. We go to Juan in the Bronx. What's going on, Juan? Hey, uh, how, how are you, uh, Daniel? Uh, doing all right. Thank you for taking my call once again. Thanks for making it. Okay. 
Ah, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I totally agree with you on Sara. But one thing I keep asking myself, uh, why is Rogers built and even branded as such a, uh, a bad guy? I mean, the guy's a competitor. He got hurt on the field. Yeah. And, and, and how dare he wants to play this year after the season is lost. Come on. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. And you know something? I wasn't going to call, but you're going on all cylinders. And I had to be a part of the fun, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Juan, uh, th thanks for, for joining the party here tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, love. Bye. Bye. Uh, you know what? And, and, and speaking of Aaron Rodgers coming back to this team, I loved it. I wanted him to be back on this team like him so long as the Jets were in playoff contention. The moment they were eliminated, I was like, pump the brakes, all brakes, no gas, all brakes on this one. Don't let this guy see the field because it would be the most Jets thing ever, ever for him to get out there, play one freaking snap, and end the career. End the career, the whole thing. Done. Injury. Done. You know? So uh, I, 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 I am still in Aaron Rodgers' corner. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback I can support to the, to the millionth degree. But Aaron Rodgers, the, the de facto GM, I, I, I want to see no part of it. The moves that he pulled, you know, Cobb and Lazard being the two of them, the biggest ones, awful, just awful. Like, stay out of it. Stay out of it. 877-337-6666. Rich in Pennsylvania is chiming in. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, Daniel. Uh, hey. Good morning. Um, listen, um, speaking of Lazard, I don't know if you have uh, seen uh, the interview from Prime before the game with Aaron. No, I didn't. He, I, I, was, I was driving in. This is the great thing that I'm glad he said this, because I don't know how Lazard got there. Mm -hmm. It was from Douglas or was it actually Rodgers that brought him there? Because they asked Rodgers, what do you think the Jets need help for next year? to help you, and he said, outside help. Hmm. So he's referring to a receiver. So mm -hmm. that was a kick towards Lazard. Um, for Rogers to say that, I was, I'm glad he said it, because Lazard is actually a waste a waste of money for the team. Yep. I mean, really, his best year was last year with Green Bay for 700 and some yards. Besides that, he really never did nothing. And this year it was actually horrible. Dropped a lot of passes, caused, caused a lot of uh, penalties. Oh, he was but a penalty machine. Big time for Aaron Rodgers to say, you know, we need outside help. So that was a kick toward Lazard, and I like what he said because I don't know what they're going to do with Lazard. I mean, they have that $12 million a year, but I think they have to get rid of him. You know, I'm uh, looking at a contract right now. He's got a cap hit of 3.3 of this year, cap hit of 12.1 next year. How can, you, how can you try to get someone to take on that contract? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know why Douglas brought him in. I mean – I'm not sure if really Rogers pushed Douglas because, I mean, Lazard is really bad this year for Rogers to come out and say, you know, we need outside help. Yeah, but so, that's but that's now though, right? It could be, hey, bring my buddy along, but, we'll be great. And now he's maybe he's calling him out. I mean, it's obviously he's calling him out. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, and that was that that was before the game. Prime interviewed him while he was sitting on the bench and. That was one big thing he said. Uh, what could you use for next year? And he said outside help. Ah, well, you know what? He's not wrong. Uh, uh, Rich? No, absolutely. He, he's not wrong. But Daniel, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, Daniel, thank you for taking my call. You have yourself a good morning. Yeah, thanks. You too there, Rich. You know what? He, he's not wrong. And, and maybe that can work in one of two ways. Maybe he can, you know, say that to, to call out Elijah uh, Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm reading the name Elijah Moore as I'm talking. But maybe he said that to call out Alan Lazard to be like, get your you-know-what together. Get out there and be the guy that I know you can be. Uh, maybe he used it as a motivating factor. Or maybe he was speaking directly to the general managership and saying, get this guy out of here. It could go one of two ways. Uh, I, I see that comment. Um, but no, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I, I, was, I was driving in at, at that time, um, you know, fighting the rain and, and the traffic and all that. But that's a good point by you to bring that up into this conversation. Um, and uh, here's the thing. I had it with me here the other night, but we ended up getting sidetracked and talking about the veto and, and the Giants starting quarterback situation. But... Yeah, I've got my trumpet here with me tonight to send uh, the mathematically eliminated New York Jets off to the postseason in the most sincere and the most honorable way that I physically know how. Taps for the Jets next right here on The Fan. The Fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, hotline bling. Get the hotline going. 877-337-6666. Give me a call as we react here still to the fallout of the Jets' blowout. <laughs> the Jets got blown out in Cleveland. Make that hotline bling. Rami Lavi's behind them. The boards are ready to take your calls here. So, um, you know, I, I know it's kind of technically a week after the fact, but I think it's an apropos night to really, uh, to really, to really do this here. Right? So you and I, uh, Daniel McCartan will have some last words on the Jets 2023 season after I send them off in the best, like legitimately most honorable way that I know how. And what's more honorable than the song Taps, right? So uh, go ahead, you know, call me up, make that hotline bling, give me your last words on the season. And uh, I put together a, a little montage of some relevant quotes. Uh, in this order, you'll hear the voice of Tyler Conklin. You'll hear the voice of Robert Sala. You'll hear the voice of, uh, oh man, I forgot who I put third because I did this the other day. Oh, geez. I think, oh, it was uh, Sauce Gardner is up third, and then it was Brees Hall fourth. Okay, so uh, I'm about to play taps here on my trumpet in my hands. Uh, warmed it up on the break. Didn't sound too great, but uh, you know what? That's fine because that's how the Jets season went anyway. So, all right, Rami, go ahead, hit it. Yeah, this year hung something up. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of little things that led to what seemed to be a disaster. So, you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of things that we look back at uh, from the season. Uh, a lot of things that we know we can do a lot better, and uh, a lot of things that we've learned from. It was definitely frustrating. I mean, getting uh, the season that was we wanted to do, we wanted to be able to you know, compete in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know what to say for. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry to the Jets fans. They don't deserve this. Offense has got to be better. All right. How was that? How did I do? It's all right? That, that was pretty good. I mean, I wish I could play any instrument. <laughs> I've tried. So uh, that was, yeah, impressive. 
And that's that. And thank you. Thank you. And that is that. That's the wrap. Put the, put the season to bed. Close the book. Um, yeah, I, that's it. I'm done. Uh, the Jets. You know, the one thing... Uh, I, I I I did. I'll be honest. I did kind of cherry pick those those uh, quotes there. But uh, I I you know I I purposely wanted the coach. I purposely wanted the key players. And I know Tyler Conklin isn't like that marquee player, but that disaster quote was perfect. That's the one I started with. He said, "I, I I'm not exactly sure how to sum it up. Uh, a lot of little things that led to what seemed to be a disaster. And and that's a great word to describe this Jets season. Disaster." 877-337-6666 as I put my trumpet away here. If um and, and put it away till uh, when? Who's who's the next team to get eliminated around here? We played for the Giants the other night. I'll pack it away until whatever that next team is. Go ahead and give me a call. If you can't get through, uh, it's at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, let's go to uh, out to line two, New Paltz. Rich, you're up next here on The Fan. Hey, Danielle. How are we doing tonight? Oh, all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually uh, driving home after a little, uh, you know, uh, holiday celebration at Fort Charles. So I'm very excited to get in there. Uh, very not excited with what happened to the Jets tonight, which was, you know, all too predictable. Yep. Um, after, after three years of, of watching Salah, I mean, I, I don't understand how. I understand that you know Rogers wants him, so that's why he's there. But it, it, it's just maddening that you know five years ago, right when we had him had hired Adam Gaze, we could have had Mike McCarthy. Who, yep. who, that's who I wanted. You know, Rich, I'm so glad you brought right, that, that up. Right. That's who That's who anybody with a brain wanted. I yeah. mean, the guy, half, you know, half asleep and, and wins 11 games a year. And, and instead of that, we got Adam freaking Gaze. And, oh, yeah. And Joe Benito says. No, and the, then we the, get the, Robert the offensive, I called him Adam Guru at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, Peyton Manning made the call. You know, he is the future of football. That's right. right. The future. Yeah. It's but, Manning it, it, too. It, it, yeah, I mean it's it's just unbelievable that we are letting Aaron Rodgers run this team, you know, who has taken all of three st- stats, yeah, right, as a, as a Jet, and, and hopefully he's here for two years, and hopefully as you know leads us to great things. But the fact that he's running the team from from top to bottom is just it, it is you know patently unbelievable, and, and I think the only people who can believe it are, are the Jets fans like myself. Yep. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Rich. I appreciate that. I'll be back twice then before before New Year's. Well, uh, Saturday, 2 to 7 p.m., and then uh, on New Year's Day, 2 to 7 p.m. So lots to talk about between now and then, uh, you know, me and you, all of us together. Um, but I just, for me, I, I can't, and, and yes, I absolutely want Aaron Rodgers, the GM, to take many steps back, like many, many, like not be involved at all. How about that? Let the GM do GM things. But I know that's not going to happen. But I just I'm struggling to figure out why on earth um Aaron Rodgers would want Robert Sala. I mean, why? For what re- what I, w- no one has called up w- with an answer to this question that I asked before cuz I know I don't have an answer. What does Robert Sala bring to this team? Well, you know the number. Call me up cuz I I I can't think of anything actually. <laughs> anything at all. Let's go to Paul in Hamden, Connecticut. Paul What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Danielle, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, 
After what I just watched, uh, <laughs> not good. But yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I was blown. You should have blown Taps when Rogers went down. Oh my god! But, <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? I should have. Yeah, that, that would have been good. <laughs> that would have been great. Why didn't I think of that, Paul? Where were you like uh, seventeen weeks ago? <laughs> uh, getting all primed up for the season. Obviously, yeah. that wasn't. I know. But uh, uh, you know what's funny, though? I don't get primed video, thank God. But it, because every time one of our teams, well, I mean, I'm a Jack fan, but uh, if the Giants run, I'll watch. But I can't watch it, so they replay it on the NFL Network. So I turned on, you know, at 12.15 tonight. And, and turns it, it up by 12, off 12 off 16? Like 12. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was turned off by 12.30. Uh, um, uh, you know what, though? Here's, here's, here's the thing. Did you honestly think with Trevor Simeon behind the wheel there, with Cleveland looking to get, you know, uh, get in the playoffs, yep. had any any chance with Salah running his team, with Jim Hackett running the same bogus offense? <laughs> I mean, it was a disgrace. I, yeah. I mean, and, and you, you've seen 12 men in a huddle and on and on and on. Yep. But, you, you know, I, I, I just don't understand this. I mean, I mean, I'm a Jet, Met, Nick, and Ranger fan, and thank God the Knicks are relevant this year and the Rangers are relevant because, yeah. yeah. And the point I'm trying to make uh, real quick is that I've been watching this team as long as Joe Bidino has. I'm 67 years old, and I can't honestly remember where we had sustained, like, 10-play drives, 10-play drives, 10-play drives, hit the tight end, uh, have the running back go. Uh, I mean, we don't have any offense, and it's been the same crap every every year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all know who to blame, and then we all don't know who to blame. But you know what? All I can say is I'm foaming at the mouth someday just to get in the playoffs, and you know how long that's been for the Jets. 2010. The iPad was was first launched, and Instagram launched in 2010. Kesha had the number one single. Toy Story was the best movie in the box office. I know how long it was. Yes. Uh, and I was 57. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was in my first year of teaching, 2010. I was 20, yeah. what, one years old. That was a long time yeah, but, ago. I, I know, but you, you know what? It, it, last thing I'm gonna say, it, it's like, and, and I get double screwed because I'm a Nick and Ranger fan, right? And now Comcast, which I have, oh, has yeah. been fuming with, been yep. fighting with MSG, so I can't watch any of the Nick and Ranger Amazing. games. So it's like I can't watch the Knicks, I can't watch the Rangers. The only teams that are relevant, so I'm stuck watching the Jets and Giants for uh, at least for one more week. Well, yeah. you know what? Thanks for listening to me ramble on. It's always a pleasure, and you know what? You're the best, man. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks, Paul. You too. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I, you're not the only one that's complained about this Comcast thing, and I, I don't know enough about it um, to, to really, really. I have, I mean, I have Optimum at, at home. Um, pay for it. Uh, it's not a free advertisement here. I pay a lot for Optimum, um, so I don't, I don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of this Comcast thing. I do know that fans are, what, you know, what's relevant to Alice in our discussion is fans are blocked out from seeing their teams, and so yeah, that's um, it's unfortunate, really. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe you find a new company. I don't know. Uh, let's go to, uh, I know easier said than done. I get it. I know. Uh, let's go to Jersey, back to Jersey. We go to Mark. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. I was going to talk, I was going to talk about something else, but you mentioned why Rogers will want. So I want to suggest the reason. Okay. Tell us. Cause Rogers has control power 
over Salah because Rodgers is mm. more experienced than him mm. and Salah's defensive soft guy. The same thing I think with Hackett, which proves now that Hackett's not a great offensive coordinator, it's just that Rodgers was calling the games back in Green Bay. Mm. He wants to control the team. So if he if the Jets get rid of Salah and get a normal coach, there's a limit of how much he can control the team. He keeps Salah. Salah's a soft defensive guy. Rodgers is he'll, could still completely control the team. That is an excellent answer to the question there, Mark. Really, I'm being serious. That that's great because and and it's clear and obvious even just watching. You know, Hard Rocks is not reality TV, although parts of it are real. Like when you see Robert Sala being the biggest cheerleader for for Aaron Rodgers uh, on that sideline there. Yes, um, I, I think that's a good answer to that question. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't fall asleep on me now. Don't be like Joe Flacco now. I thought he was snoring into the phone. I like potted it down a little bit. Because, it was close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. But you, he was right. His point was good. It was a good point. Yeah. It was a great point. Yep. And 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 I've been searching for that answer now for about an hour, and he's the only one who's come up with something that's could be plausible, really. And um, that tells you that Aaron Rodgers is fully running the show. If that's the yeah, case. Yes, that's right. But we knew that, though. We knew, already knew that. Because why else would they be running back this piss poor uh, this 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 coaching staff? Why Robert Salas' team win the game thirty four percent of the time that they, they take the field? How is that worthy of? Um, I don't want to say promotion because it's not. I can't think of the word at the moment. Um, but uh, bringing it back, you know, how, how is that worthy of being brought back next year? In my line of work at school, that's like a, that's a FF. That's a that's a repeat the grade F. You know what I mean? There's no coming out of a 34% on an assessment. And has, that's exactly what he's had. He has more 15-point losses than he does wins in his tenure as a Jets head coach. We can go through the there's list. There's so many. Uh, there's so many. But Rodgers running the team, is that the worst thing? Because the alternative is Woody Johnson picking a new regime again. And he's 0 for a million on that. So. <laughs> Rebuilding since forever. The New York Jets. Uh, Brees Hall had an interesting... Uh, take on this situation. Um, and I like Brees Hall, but this is a, a, a freezing cold takes. Get ready for this one. Um, and we'll also look to the Jets-Patriots game next week and, and who cares about beating Belichick. I don't care that the Jets go out and beat Belichick in his last game. I don't, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. Uh, and I'll explain. Uh, my name is Daniel McCartan. Coming up. Uh, who, who's up next anyway tonight? Al, Al Cintron, I think, right? All right, so Al Cintron's going to be coming your way at 2 a.m., so that means I've got one more segment. Uh, and, and just to, to, to bask in this Jets misery, um, call me up, 877-337-6666. Woo! Welcome back to WFAN. My name is Danielle McCartney, and man, uh, after a doozy Jets game, these uh, shows like this really tend to fly. So I cannot believe I looked up at the clock and, you know, I usually give a shout out to the guy coming up next. And it's just the time has flown. The time has has evaporated in a way. So coming up next, Al Cintron will be with you to take you home until, you know, until uh, uh, the morning. So there was a there was a, a comment from Brees Hall that I saw that I did not agree with. And I like Brees Hall a lot. He's a game-changing back. Uh, I talked to, um, what's his name about him? Uh, oh, geez, drawing a blank. Anthony Becht. Anthony Becht uh, before Brees Hall was even drafted because his son played with him in college. So so Brees Hall, I, I am a fan of big time. 
But the Twitter fingers are out again. Brees Hall tweeted, get y'all laughs out now. Ain't gonna be like this forever. That's that's exactly how he wrote it. Get y'all laughs out now. Ain't gonna be like this forever. Well, uh, a little history lesson to Brees Hall will show him that that this is how it's always been. Um, I just I, I can't get behind these players airing their grievances on Twitter. You, you had you had some microphones in your face following the game, and you failed to mention it. You didn't tell the reporters that, did you? You you had to take to Twitter, and, and that that's that's a weak move. That's a, that's a I, I can't get behind it. He tells reporters, I'm motivated every week. I work my ass off this season. I expect to be one of the best in the league. You know, making the comeback, of course. Like, all of this is all positive stuff. But I, I can't. Get your laughs out now. Ain't going to be like this forever with the 100% emoji. Man, like, stop. Stop. Just Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's a bad look, and it's not the first time Jets players have taken to Twitter. So I'm wondering how long, you know, this season, I mean. I'm wondering how long it's going to take to, for him to take it down. It's been about an hour. So we'll see. Let's see if uh, when I wake up tomorrow morning if it's still there, because I, I hope not, because it's a bad look. It's a bad, it's just a bad. It's putting out negativity out there. I know you're trying to motivate and, and all that, but it's just now is not the time, and that's not the right way, and that's not the right uh, form of media in which to do it. 877-337-6666 is the phone number to call. We go to, uh, and, and this is your last chance to get, get aboard here um, uh, to weigh in on this Jets misery. It's uh, It's been a fun ride uh, tonight so far. Uh, 877, again, 337-6666. We go to Val in the Bronx. What's up there, Val? Coach D Mac, how you doing this morning, Mom? Uh good. How's how's it going? It's been a while. When was the last time you called? I don't remember the last time I talked to you. It's been a minute. It definitely has been a minute. It has been a minute. Well, welcome back. And I almost didn't call today too, because like you know, I was dealing with some other personal stuff that's been going on. But I heard the conversation. I just had to chime in because it was driving. Well, I hope. Me I hope. First of all, I hope. I hope everything's all right. Um, it's getting better. My mother's in the hospital, but she's starting to do much better now. We got our fingers crossed that this is just positive signs that everything is going to start moving in the right direction. Good. And that is most important. Really, that's very uh, good. Thank you. Exactly. That's good. That's good news. But, um, to get to my call, you know, shout outs to, I, I want to get his name right. What's your producer's name? Rami. Is it Rami? Mm-hmm. Shout out to my man, Rami. <laughs> um, I got you. You are most perfectly correct about what you said as far as, Douglas and the drop ball, you know, four plays into the game. Yeah. And, the, and the, the biggest indictment of that is that we watched um, somebody who was on our roster and somebody who we could have had um, who was actually in, in playing for a team that was in the same situation, maybe yep. a little bit um, different from ours, but in a similar situation. That's right. And then he just clinched the, the playoff for them. Yep. But, and you know, as the, the fourth, is, Val, as the fourth quarterback on the roster for the Browns this season, the Jets have had four. There's so many parallels, and yet Joe Flacco, hero Joe, superhero Joe, saves them, and and now they're going to the playoffs. And never mind even that. It happened so early in the season that Douglas, more than anybody, had the best chance to try to change that if he really wanted to do something about it, and didn't, but and the, failed the, the to point do so. I really wanted to make. The point I really wanted to make, though, actually two points. But point number one, 
I'm getting really sick and tired. Nobody, I, I, I want to say I'm just as disgusted, if not more disgusted, as any Jets fan out there with the way that the season turned out. But this revisionist history that people are running about why we didn't go after Lamar Jackson, when everybody knew Correct. that there was no chance for them to get Lamar Jackson, had they have killed their time trying to get him and lost out on everything else, Correct. everybody would have been talking about how much garbage Joe Douglas was. So we need to stop that now. Agreed. And the second point, though, if I can make just one more, Joe, du- I mean, um, Nathaniel Hackett, I swear to goodness, I swear to goodness, brother, you better be in your playbook and get on your game during the offseason. Because if Rodgers does come back next year and you screw this up, brother, you got not a kick coming. I mean, you can tell me whatever you want, that you didn't have your guy and that you were stuck with Zach or that Douglas didn't do anything to get anybody. But when Rodgers comes back next year, it better be all flowers, all roses. It better be 400-yard games, 350. We better have, like, double-digit wins. Because if you mess that up, that is a big indictment on you. And I really don't want to hear anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much, Coach D. Mack, for taking the call. Yes, Thank you so thanks, much. Bro. And shout-out to Ronnie. Let them know what it is, brother. Tell them the truth. That's right. Have a good one, y'all. A speedy recovery to your mom there, Val. Thank you for the call. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought he was I thought he was going to hang up. But sorry, I hate, I hate to. I feel like a jerk when I do that. Um, but uh, yeah, good call there. Um, but yeah, the revision is history. I can't get behind that either. It could have had could have had this. But the thing is this at at that juncture in the season, this isn't revisionist history. Joe Douglas should be on uh, working the phones. You knew you knew how bad it was. You knew how bad Boyle was. You knew how bad Zach Wilson was. Demoted to third string, two seasons, two consecutive seasons. It's it's inexcusable. It, 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 at the time, I called it general manager malpractice. And now, the Jets have the Patriots coming up next week. Final game of the season. I've already heard. Oh well, you know, Belichick. He'll be out and. You know, it's as you know, his last games against the Jets, and you know the Jets should should really, you know, yeah. You know, I want to see the Jets beat Bill Belichick. Like this narrative that the Jets have to beat Bill Belichick for all the misery that he has inflicted upon that. T- Here's the thing: I, I I don't care whether or not the Jets beat Bill Belichick in that last game or not, because if the Jets beat Bill Belichick, they're draft. Uh, scenario suffers. I'm not saying tank it. I, 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 you know that. I'm never a, a proponent of tanking anything. But this this silly narrative of, do you think Bill Belichick cares? I don't think he gives a, you know what? Look how many Super Bowl rings he has. Look how many the Jets have. He doesn't care. So this whole thing about, you know, send him off, Stop it. Because when push comes to shove, if there's a vacancy next, mark my words, there's a vacancy next offseason at at the Jets uh, head coach, let's just say, and that is, in fact, the last year of Bill Belichick in, in, uh, in New England, you bet. The calls here are going to be calling for Bill Belichick to coach that team. Guaranteed. Let's go to Rocco up in Saratoga. Rocco, you might be the closer of the night. What's going on? What's on your mind? All right. Sounds good to me, Danielle. Let me just ask you, why are you so bent out of shape by what Breeze Hall said there? I don't like it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. He's trying to say, hey, I know we're not good, but don't, don't get down on us or whatever. 
He's frustrated, just like us. He said, 100%, we're going to be better. It's coming. But right now, it is what it is. We don't have a quarterback. We're, we're doing the best we can. You know, the defense, you know, is trying and has been good and consistent. Hey, Cleveland is a good team. They're a playoff team. Them and Detroit are two dog teams that people – Hey, look out for those two teams. Those are my two teams, I, I think, that are going to go a long way. But, Rocco, okay? get your yeah, laughs yeah. out. There's nobody that tonight that has called me on WFAN radio in New York City that has left about this situation. In fact, people are, are in despair over this situation. I think it's a miscategorization of the, of the, the fan base and, and the, the feelings of the fan base. And to take it onto Twitter, it's just it's 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 not it's not a good look. It's just not a good okay, look. Danielle, I understand. The kid is frustrated. Give him a little slack. All right, he doesn't know New York. He, you know, he come on. He uh, played in Iowa. Come on, you <laughs> know, he doesn't know how how we are. I don't know. You have microphones in your face after the game. You could say it then. You know what I mean? Like, all right. I don't know. But frustration, Danielle. Yeah, but Rocco, Rocco, I'm frustrated a lot, and I don't take it out on Twitter like in that scenario. And and we have a conversation with our players to start every single season, and we talk about social media and and using it in the right way. And 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 this to me, if like if one of my players tweeted this out, I wouldn't like it. I'd have a conversation with them, and I'm I would say like, hey, this is not the right avenue in which. To convey this feelings, first of all. And, and if Brees Hall, you know, maybe he should tune into the radio station because all I hear uh, tonight and all I've given out tonight is frustration. Uh, it's despair. It's, it's nobody, nobody is laughing. There wasn't, there hasn't been a single caller for the past four hours that has left at all about what's going on here. And, and just to take it onto Twitter to, and you had the chance. I can't get behind it. And, it's, and again, and it almost falls back onto the coaching for me because it's not the first time that that Jets players have taken their to air their grievances on Twitter. This to me is an airing of grievances. Get y'all laughs out now. Come on, dude. There's nobody laughing. Brees Hall, I, I really, I love you, Brees Hall. You're a dynamic player. You're easy to root for. You came back all the way back from you know the, the devastating injury last year. The team was not the same without you. I get it, and, and maybe that's the grace I'm giving you. But you, you know, you, you got to be a little bit smarter. You know, being on social media and being a young guy, and just there's got to be someone that, that that says to him like, "Hey, dude, like, take it down." That's not the right way to do it. And and if he was my player, and we talked about how Coach Salah never pulls the guys aside on the sidelines ever. Maybe now is a moment where, you know, on the flight home, they can have a little conversation. And we've had a great conversation for four hours. This absolutely flew. Thank you to the callers. Could not have done this without you. Thank you for sticking by me, uh, finding different ways to listen, even though the app was down earlier in the show. Of course, I love coming here and talking with you. So if you missed any portion of tonight's show, you should be able to hit the Odyssey Rewind feature, I think. Select the start of the show, which was 10 p.m. We had Peter Schwartz on sports, on the updates. Great job to Nick Theodoro, who's on the phone with engineers the entire time he was here. To Rami Lobby behind the glass. I got you for five hours. 
on Saturday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We've got Al Cintron taking you home next right here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.